You're listening to another sermon podcast presented by Chelsea Presbyterian Church. Located in Chelsea, Alabama, we value community, fellowship, and love for people from all walks of life. For more information, find us online at www.chelseaprez.org or check us out on Facebook. As you all know, we've been looking at, uh, at the names of God. We've been through a series on... Uh, different ways that God is called or he reveals himself to people. Some of the names are simple. Um, like the one last week, it simply meant the Lord is our banner, uh, our protector, our defender. And some names, like the one we're going to look at today, are a little more complicated. Maybe it's not that they're complicated, but they're complex. There's a lot to it. And the reason why is God is a little complex. If it wasn't, he wouldn't be God. So let's talk about the name of God. And you may have heard this before, uh, and uh, not to get a song in your head that you can't get rid of, but uh, if you've ever heard the, the song El Shaddai uh, in the 80s contemporary, uh, that's one of those that when I get in my head, I just can't get it out. So I almost didn't want to mention it today, and I did, and I don't know why I did. Uh, but let's look at the, the, the word, the name of God, called El Shaddai, and see what we can learn from it. So let's read our verses for the day. Uh, we got several verses here, from um, uh, two from Genesis and then one from Isaiah. Genesis 17 says, When Abram was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said, I am the God Almighty. Walk before me and be blameless. Uh, Genesis 49, 24-25 says, Yet his bow remained unmoved, his arms remained agile by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is a shepherd, a stone of Israel, by the God of your father who will help you, by the Almighty who will bless you, and blessings of earth above, blessings of the deep that crouches beneath the deep, blessings of the breast and the womb. And then the last uh, section from Isaiah, rejoice with Israel, I mean, sorry, rejoice with Jerusalem, and be glad for her, all you who love her. Rejoice in her joy, all that you mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied from her consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. Thus saith the Lord, Behold, I will extend peace to her like a river, and the glory of the nations will be like overflowing stream. And you shall nurse and be carried upon her hip, and be bounced upon her knees, as one whom his mother comforts. I will comfort you. And you will be comforted in Jerusalem. This is the word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. Let's pray. Father God, thank you uh, for today. Help us to understand more about you and all your complexity. And, and understand more about your heart that just wants to draw us in. As our, your, your sons and daughters. And your heart that wants to pursue us no matter where we are. Thank you for that. Give us a bigger picture of that today from these scriptures in Jesus' name. Amen. So over the years, I've realized, and, and whether it's counseling people or in my own life, that, that our fathers, whether they're good or bad, all of our lives are profoundly influenced by our fathers. I don't know about you. I don't know the relationship that you have with your father. But I can guarantee that it probably had a big influence over your life for good or for, good, for bad. If you Google the qualities of a good father, which I did this week for the sermon, um, here's, what, here's what you'll find. And this is just out there, right? This is not scripture. This is just Googling. 
A good father is protective. He's affectionate. He's stable. He's a wall of security and trust. He's a source of encouragement. He has the patience to listen. He provides for the necessities of life, and he loves taking care of and spending time with his children. Now, when I read that, I'm thinking, number one, everyone in this room would probably agree that would be an awesome father. And number two, I'm thinking every dad in this room, like me, probably feels like a little bit of a failure <laughs> when we read that. It's kind of like uh, if you've heard people do uh, the, song, the Proverbs 31 on, on a Mother's Day of the virtuous woman, and uh, like and then you show all this, like what this perfect woman would be. And I'm like, this is Mother's Day. All these ladies are like walking out and defeated, you know. And so that's kind of the same thing when I'm thinking about the bad. Because we all know this. No father is perfect. But the ones that come close are a combination, here's always the pattern, they're a combination of authority and stability and strength, but are also gentle and caring and nurturing. And the name of God, believe it or not, is exactly getting to this point today that he is our Father and he is all of those things. So let's look at our points for the day. We're going to talk about the idea of the Almighty God. We're going to talk about the Almighty God who meets us. And then we're going to talk about the Almighty God who sustains us. So it says in verse uh, 1 of 17 here in our first passage, uh, when Abraham was 99 years old, the Lord appeared to Abram and said to him, I am God Almighty, walk before me and be blameless. Now we are all in this room, including me, on a quest to learn about life. But even more, I hope that we're all on a journey of learning about God. Abraham here was 99 years old before God revealed this special name to him. 99 years that he did not know God in this way. See, God had made a promise to him 25 years before this moment. And, and y'all are probably familiar with this story. He said that he would give him a child. Now he's at the age of 99, and God makes good on this promise after all these years. The Lord appeared to Abraham and identified himself as El Shaddai. And when he does, Abraham falls on his face. Uh, doesn't tell that part, but that's what happens. So though Abraham's body is old and frail, God is showing himself as God Almighty. The Almighty in the face of the impossible. And he says, I'm going to tell you a special name, a secret name of mine. It's El Shaddai. That he had never revealed uh, before to anyone else. So in saying that, he was showing him through all this relationship that Abraham had, 99 years, and telling him that he is the all-powerful and the all-sufficient. He is there to meet every one of Abraham's needs, and he's going to make good, and he will continue to make good on every promise that he's given Abraham. Look at our quote in the order of worship today. Ken Hemphill says this, if we're going to experience God's fullness, we must empty ourselves. Abraham had to come to the end of his own strategies. Y'all remember when we talked about Hagar trying to manipulate the situation, all that in the other story? He had to come to the end of his own strategy to provide an heir before he could receive God's promised heir. When you come to the end of your resources, you will discover that God is sufficient to supply all your needs according to his riches. El Shaddai is an interesting name, and we're going to look at different facets of it today. 
Uh, El in the Bible, as we've talked about before, Elohim, short for Elohim, uh, is the Hebrew word that's translated for God. And it's usually combined with other traits of God, as we've seen. And this idea of El being stated here, I'm talking about God as the God Almighty. He's talking about His power and His might over us being frail as human beings. Is He the Almighty? Yes. But He's the best kind of Almighty. There's more to this name than just the Almighty. There's something hidden in this name that we're going to see in the next two passages. Let's look at our second point, the God who meets us. Verse 24 says, uh, And his bow remained unmoved, and his arms remained agile, by the hands of the mighty one of Jacob. From there is a shepherd, and a stone of Israel, by the God your Father, who will help you, by the Almighty, who will bless you, the blessings of heaven above, the blessings of the deep that crouch beneath the blessings of the breast and the womb. Look at what he says here. He's talking about a shepherd, and he's talking about a rock. He's talking about um, the Almighty, and he's talking about the breast and the womb. What is this? Well, this section right here is uh, actually um, a passage that's talking about Jacob in an intimate situation with his son. Uh, what would you say if someone says, you know you're on your deathbed, and you've got a blessing or some words of wisdom to pronounce to your children, no matter how many you have. And this is where uh, Jacob is going through each of his sons, and he has many. But then he comes to his son Joseph, and we, what we just read is the blessing that he puts upon him. And Jacob blesses his son, asking the God Almighty, the El Shaddai, to bless him and protect him and to grant mercy as he goes. But he goes a little bit further here, because as you go toward the end, it's a little bit different. Even as almighty is the common translation, God, in addition to this, is also nurturing and sustaining. This is why it mentions a mother's breast here. And we've seen this all, we've seen this all throughout the Old Testament. What does that mean? Well, we have a new addition to the name. So we talked about the almighty. We know he's not only the powerful and the overcomer, but he nourishes us in our lives, care for us as a mother would a child. Let's look at point three, this last passage. It says, uh, the, the Almighty God who sustains us. Verse 10 says this, Rejoice with Jerusalem, be glad for her. All you who love her, rejoice with her in joy. All you that mourn over her, that you may nurse and be satisfied for her with consoling breast, that you may drink deeply with delight from her glorious abundance. But the Lord says, Behold, I will extend peace like a river, and glory to the nations like an overflowing stream. And you shall nurse, and you will be carried upon her hip, and bounced upon her knees. As one whose mother comforts, so will I comfort you. And you shall be comforted in Jerusalem. One of the most beautiful moments in the church. It was the same thing I was thinking when Charlotte walked in long ago. Well, I see these, all these young mothers taking care of these little children. And it's such a tender moment. And the babies are so vulnerable. And the mothers are so caring. And it's so precious. I mean, it makes Larissa not excited to be grandparents. <laughs> Why would we talk about a mother taking care of a child in relation to God Almighty? Like I said before, the name is complex. El is short for God. When we talked about that, that's the simple part, the God Almighty part. But Shaddai is a little different. It means mountain. It means fertile land, which mountain would be strength and shelter, fertile land representing flourishing, but it also means from the very root, 
they gave up breath. Why would you say that? It's simply signifying nourishment that we can come to God when we're empty of all resources. And He is our comforter. He's not the Almighty God that stands back and says, figure it out on your own. He's not the Father that's just waiting up there for you to, to correct you in some way. He meets you where you are and He sustains you. And He wants to wrap His arms around you and bounce you on His knees. That's what I'm getting at here. So in some ways, uh, God is bigger than any of the names that we can comprehend. All these names are just different aspects of God. As we said before, we're going to spend all eternity learning different aspects of God and maybe a new name every day about God or more. Not only that, but it kind of blows people's mind because God is bigger than just a single gender. Now, I would say this. Every time you see God portrayed in the Bible, He is always portrayed as a father. And there's a reason for that that we won't get into today. But El Shaddai comes as close to capturing all the wide aspects of who God is to his children and saying the Almighty with excellence and strength and might and everything we need in a protector and authoritative person in our lives all the way down to a mom nursing her child is all encompassed there. See, Shahat is the word for breast and it pictures the fullness and the bounty of God, his tenderness, his generosity, his desire to nurture us and make us fruitful. He wants to nourish us. He wants to supply our needs. He wants us like a grandfather to come sit in his lap and rest and just enjoy his company and just enjoy him. In one name, God's attributes of might and tenderness are all brought together. And this is not by accident. The same God in the Bible who is all-powerful is the same God who is nurturing. The same Almighty who uh, is the same who uh, caringly nourishes us and treats us with loving care. But let me end with this. At the very end of the Bible, the culmination of who Jesus is after he comes to earth and he dies on the cross and he goes to heaven, we see a picture of him in the future and what he's doing now. And that's sitting on a throne. And how is he depicted? Jesus, our Savior and our King, who's overcoming and will overcome the world, how is he portrayed on the throne? He's pictured as two different animals, a lion and a lamb. And there's a purpose in that. See, the lion represents the Almighty, the fierceness of God to come after anybody that's after their children, that they don't have to fear because they have safety. He's the protector and the overcoming of all things broken and evil. But as a lamb, he is tender and he kind. And he lays down his life as a sacrifice for his people. Make no mistake, Jesus is not a pushover. He is the lion. But make no mistake, see, he's also the lamb. He's compassionate and loving, and he laid down his life for his friends to the death for people like you and me. What a picture, beautiful picture of Jesus. What a beautiful picture of God. Contemplate that, rest in that this week, um, and, and think about that as we come to his table today. Let's pray. Father God, thank you that... You blow our minds because you're just so infinite. But we also thank you that you're not the God that's just sitting up there waiting for us to mess up so you can punish us. You're also not the God that's just aloof like some father time in the universe. You are a God who cares more deeply than the best father in this room and more, infinitely more. Help us to rest in that. Help us to go to you Maybe ways that we can never go to our own Father and get a better picture of what it's like. May we be imitators of this to our children and our grandchildren. 
May we be imitators of this to one another. Give us a bigger picture of you and life, and may we rest in that as we come to your table today. In Jesus' name, amen. We hope you've enjoyed today's sermon. We want to remind our listeners that our doors are always open at Chelsea Presbyterian Church, and we invite all our listeners to join us for worship. You can visit us at 1030 on Sunday mornings at Chelsea Middle School. To hear more of our sermons from our church or for more information, you can find us online at www.chelseapres.org or check us out on Facebook.